Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. We bring you the best bits from a big week of news. As always, we've got showbiz and sport with Mel Tresina and Titus O'Reilly. Exactly. Very special guest, stand-up comedian Dane Simpson. Dane Simpson's here. But let's start in Sydney. Five lions broke out of their Taronga Zoo enclosure. The escapees were known to each other. Yeah. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> That's right, five lions escaped their enclosure at Taronga Zoo during the week. Incredible that lions could actually escape like Taronga Zoo in Sydney. One of those movies, isn't it? Mm. The animated movies where yeah. the yeah, a animals bad go one. wild. A terrible one. All right. <laughs> one of those movies. Yeah, I feel, I'm just imagining Koshy watching Madagascar by himself at home. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everyone watch Madagascar by themselves? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's hard to think how this story could have happened. The staff are moving with intent um, through some of these enclosures. Um, some of those oh, ones you see in the gate. background. That might be the... We'll shut the gate. It's OK. The lions are all safe. No cause for concern. I'm more worried about Koshi. And they will stay there, back of house, until their permanent home has been checked and secured. Koshi. OK. All right, Miley. Beautiful sunset behind you there at the zoo. Uh, thank you for that. Here's Nat. Or sunrise, even. Prime Minister <laughs> Anthony Albanese has... Show. <laughs> Look, the line escape, it was a concerning day for visitors. Have you heard the news? No. Lions had escaped. Oh, have they? Yeah. <laughs> and a couple of cougars, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Look, some zoo-goers were scared. Others excited. Of all the days we picked to come to Rome, it's the one that the lions get out. Isn't that great? <laughs> May she rest in peace, <laughs> Valet. Some were a little too excited. So we realised, OK, something's outside, what is it? And they said, oh, it's the lion. So we're like, ooh, scary. <laughs> scary. <laughs> well, let's get the latest on the ground from Nine's Ruth Wynne-Williams. I've just talked to these people here. They're just arriving with their suitcase. Perfect. Excuse me, guys. Hey there. Um, very quick question for you. <laughs> Welcome back to Ruth. They're dead now as well. Yes. <laughs> and, and Ruth has been tranquilised, so... <laughs> back in the Today Show enclosure. <laughs> it's a real concern. Lions escaped. It was really dangerous. Whatever problem was there is now fixed. Yeah, it's important to note that a, a big bus of school children oh, have just all been arrived. Perfect. Or tuppers. Yes. <laughs> the important thing was keeping the kids at the zoo informed. So when did you break the news to the kids that there were lions on the loose? I don't think I did. <laughs> Women and children last. That's the policy. The kids were there as part of the Roar and Snore experience. The, what was it, what's it called? The Roar and Snore. Roar and Snore. Roar and Snore. Not much, yeah. Well, I've always been, wanted to do that. As it's now been renamed, Roar Snore. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that's... Could have gone with a rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's from the News and Snooze experience. <laughs> Which, which was the working title for this show, um, I believe. 
Thankfully, though, it's all reopened. Taronga Zoo is back open and is operating as normal. We are seeing hundreds of people pour through the gates. Mm. Yeah. Keep or take a hundred. Yeah. Uh, that, was just, that was just one. Well, moving on now, let's get the latest from the 10 Newsroom. Amber Johnston for 10 News First. It's a great wheelie. Climate experts have warned Europe has warmed at twice the rate of the rest of the world. We're all going to die, but great wheelie. Great wheelie. Great wheelie. <laughs> of course, this week marks the COP27 Climate Summit. And look, we're hearing some pretty powerful speeches about the state of the planet. Yeah. Yep, good. Yeah, we're good. Okay, great. Okay, great. Good to hear. We're all good. All and good. Sick wheelie. Well, many, many are calling the climate summit complete waste of time. Let's have calls on this. Let's have calls on weather. There's the number 020-7862-2222. I reckon calling on a calculator might be a bigger waste of time. Might be a bigger waste you of time. Put it upside down. It says boobies. Oh, it doesn't really. Amazing. Well, across the country, the weather is heating up. Now with the weather, here's Tyne Logan. Tyne, it was our hottest day since March. It was, and a suspicious amount of people at the beach today too for a weekday. Although I was there too. <laughs> <laughs> what a snitch. <laughs> well, temperatures are soaring across the country, so let's cross to our friends at Chemist Warehouse. The weather's heating up and you know what that means? Fun in the sun. And for some, chafing and sweat rash. OK. <laughs> Fun in the sun. I'll go with the first option. But... Then, then the constipation sets in, and that's when... Well, let's get the latest weather forecast in the US. A couple of days to come as we head towards later on this evening and overnight tonight. Hey there, Lisa Salvadorini. We are looking at... <laughs> Cloudy with a chance of random news broadcasting. Yes. It is a tough time at the moment for those with allergies. Here I am in downtown. You look around, you see mostly concrete and steel. They don't put off allergens, but you don't have to go very far at all to find green spaces like Setsuke Centennial Park that do put off allergens. <laughs> <laughs> and worse, that allergist we've been hearing from all morning long, <clears throat> he says that I think I swallowed a bug y'all. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Still, the big concern, though, continues to be the cost of living crisis. Thankfully, the government have a plan to tackle inflation. Defence Minister Richard Mars shoulders the latest in high-tech weaponry as the government turns its sights onto shooting down inflation. Whoa. rates rising, it's hit the property market majorly. And as borrowers feel squeezed, house prices keep falling. 5.1 million! 5.1. <laughs> most house prices, most house prices. Well, the trouble is, it's hard to build houses at the moment. You've got to spare a thought for tradies. Definitely not as easy as it looks. Adam Hegarty. <laughs> that is as easy as, it, as that looks, yeah. The delivery app can be tricky. Yes. But moving and on. for construction union workers who are watching... Those views are the views of Melanie Bracewell. <laughs> I support you guys. I'm going back to New Zealand in two weeks. I'm fine. <laughs> Moving on, it's been a big week of corporate announcements. Crown Casino in Melbourne was fined $120 million. And there's a fine line between reporting and role play. We can only deal with those who were there at the time. Isn't it? Isn't it sorry, isn't it nuts? <laughs> right? So, like, if I rob a bank, right? Spray the roof with bullets, get in the getaway car with the, with the crew, yeah. we, we speed away, okay. and then I get out of the car, yeah, and sure. the car keeps going away. Okay. Some of the police follow that car. Okay. 
some of the stuff made. Right. I'm a former associate of the gang. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't have anything to do with the men involved. Okay. And so I think they go. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that wildly crazy? That is wildly okay. crazy. <laughs> who's pitching a screenplay. Yes. Ocean's 14 sounds good, by the way. <laughs> We're moving on, Mel, to other big corporate news this week, and Qantas was awarded a shonky award for their lengthy delays. But Qantas hit back, and we do now have a statement from Qantas, I believe, which we will bring you shortly. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Thank you, Amelia. <laughs> Thank you. Even their statements are delayed. It's unbelievable. But if you are affected by Qantas delays, there is a hotline. There's the number 0207862. We'll be back right after the break, right here. is standing by. I wrote my first poem around about 1998, uh, which was about a, a story about blowing up a dunny. Great. <laughs> Beautiful. Roses are red. I've had Vindaloo. Are yeah. we... Uh, less, of a, less of a poem, more of a haiku. <laughs> well, our Christmas preparations are underway around the world. Giant runaway baubles seen flying down London streets. Sadly for the artist, his work lasted for less than 24 hours. Our balls have got a better reputation. <laughs> it's like she realises what she's saying mid-sentence yes. and continues. It reminds me of a poem. Have we got time? <laughs> Christmas is an exciting time for kids. On this front, I have some exclusive <laughs> news to reveal. Ooh. We have I'm got some news out from Santa's North Pole operations Excellent. to know that they have also been affected by supply chain constraints this year, and particularly on a lot of the high-value production lines. They've also got elves off with COVID staffing <laughs> issues. <laughs> have mon monkey pox. <laughs> Rud Rudolph's nose is a little runny and... Mrs. Claus is on a ventilator. <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas. It's an exciting time. But if you're looking for the perfect Christmas gift, yeah. look no further than the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch! Exactly. Big thank you to our sponsor, Nintendo Switch can be played your way in TV mode, tabletop mode or handheld mode. Nintendo Switch Play Connect. We don't, <laughs> we don't need this crap anymore. Yeah. We've got the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. There we go. You guys talk amongst talk yourselves. Amongst yourselves. <laughs> well, the Nintendo Switch, it really is the perfect Christmas gift and it's never too early to think about Christmas. It's a bit early for this jacket or...? No, it's never too early for Christmas, is it? I don't know, it might be. Might be a little, might be a little early. Well, he's a race goer, Mel, and this week the Spring Carnival came to a close. People have been watching the races across the country, including Tasmania. We've got fashion, we've got fun, we've got punting and we've got dreams. Wow, <laughs> dreams. But one day a year, it's beautiful. Well, across the country, people dressed up for the Spring Carnival. The Sports Garden Hotel had a $100 bar tab for the best dressed. The competition was very limited. It was one guy in a hoodie, so <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty easy win. And he was robbing the tab, but apart from that, it was a great. Forget the Melbourne Cup, the big dance in Sydney. The biggest race this week was in the Northern Territory. Hundreds of Territorians gathered to watch the richest Crocodile Cup in the world. 
the fastest croc will be turned into the fastest pair of shoes. So yeah. it's a great, it's a great race. Bob Catter was a jockey. Was it so really? <laughs> Let's find out a bit more about the crocs. And they come with some very interesting names as well. Well, this one's Crockhead. Um, the other fella is Crockish. There's um, Tiny Croc, Soft Croc. Yes. <laughs> and, now, and the favourite. Penis boy. <laughs> Most of them are trained by Gay Salt Waterhouse, though. She does a great job. She does a great job with the Crocs. Well, let's check in. Who won the Croc race? Crockhead came out on top in race one, but they had to go back to the race stewards who determined Croc Sucker crossed in for his place. <laughs> Well done to Crocsucker. Of course, of course Crocsucker got ahead. <laughs> well, it hasn't all been fun and games this week. Time to step into the station because it's... Patrol the news for the biggest crime stories. And they don't get much bigger than this. At Central Station, a not-so-artful dodger tries to vault the gates, but can't quite clear the barrier. And yet five lions managed to do it. It's not that hard. Well, shoplifting now continues to be a problem, but what sneaky tactics are modern-day thieves using? The operators of Drake's have declared war on shoplifting. Uh, joining me now, the director of Drake Supermarkets, JP Drake. Uh, now, JP, how are these shoplifters getting creative? Well, Mitch, like... These what? items here, these meat products, they're coming out of places that you would not believe and are definitely not for daytime television. This is more of a nighttime thing, or maybe your OnlyFans page. <laughs> There's someone in a control room going, cut, 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 cut. get us out of there. It popped up on his Only Frankfurt's account, though, so that is, that is worth a watch. Well, let's head to Chile, where this reporter was discussing rising crime rates when this happened. Evidentemente la sensación con la que está generándose este tipo de, de cosas acá ha complicado un poco la seguridad del sector y también de lo que hoy en día oh, no. se puede considerar. Well, Mel, we touched on it earlier. It is nearly Christmas, so we're seeing lots of ads for lots of products. So I've watched them all in my brand new segment. Order right now. Call right now. Two for the So what are you waiting for? Oh my god. This is Tim Commercials, <laughs> where I bring you the best bits from a big week of infomercials. You've been busy, haven't you? <laughs> well, the trouble with other segments, Mel, is that often they cause fatigue, tiredness, <laughs> even. <laughs> After a few clips, some segments even cause intense eye and headaches. <laughs> and worse. <laughs> There's got to be a better way. <laughs> this is Tim Commercials, and Mel, let's start with <laughs> skincare on Studio 10, where I think this host revealed a little too much. This is the only product I ever use on my skin. I've never been happier, but don't take my word for it. <laughs> I've never been happy. Don't take my word for it, though. <laughs> well, I won't just give you one clip, Mel. Oh, my God. I'll give you a second clip absolutely free. <laughs> well, Mel, finally, a solution to a common concern. Life can be hectic. All that pressure and stress. Sometimes you just need to take a breath. 
and go relax by a fountain on your own back deck. Introducing Fast Fountain, the instant fountain powered by the sun. So... What is happening? So to be clear... She, she left work to go to the park and went, this won't do. <laughs> That's where the Fast Fountain comes into play. What about something, though, for the car? Is your car so messy it's beginning to look like a rolling dumpster? It's not your fault. It is his yes. fault. It is his fault. Well, what's the product? You just have no place to put your rubbish. You need the Backseat Butler, the tidy bin that stores your things and keeps your car clean and organised when you're on the go. <laughs> I love how it's honest. It's like if you're on a date with him, you think he's going to go and break <laughs> a Kit Kat wrapper in the back of his head. But wait, there's more. Inside Backseat Butler has a surprising amount of room. It can hold up to nine litres worth of rubbish. Even better, oh it's completely God. waterproof. Don't pour your Coke directly into the Backseat Butler. It's got room for your fountain. <laughs> By far my favourite product this week, Mel. I've got to set the scene. Okay. Picture this. It's early evening and the family's in the mood for fish. So it's early evening, the family's in the mood for fish. Okay. So let's go fishing, but there's a problem. Most of the best fishing spots are not accessible from the shore. That's why the experts use boats. But boats can be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. I hope that's the real love boat. I hope that's the real love boat. You could go on a wharf, but then you're closer to a watery grave. Yes. <laughs> Boats can be dangerous, Mel. There's got to be a better way. The Fish Seeker is a lightweight, portable, self-propelled watercraft that automatically sends your line and five favourite hooks past the breakers up to a thousand metres offshore, right to where the big fish are. <laughs> so it's a, it's a fish torpedo. Yeah. They're sending out the... <laughs> By, by this point, the family's not in the mood for fish. <laughs> it's, a... it's early evening, it's way too late. <laughs> so we send out the fish seeker. How does it work? Well, have a look at that. A 50 centimetre snapper, followed by another. And another. That's right, in under 40 minutes. In under 40 minutes, the fish seeker has drained the entire ocean. <laughs> Looks like they won't be finding Nemo 3. <laughs> We cut that clip short. Howard Holt's on the end of that one. Everything, everything in the ocean is on the fish seeker. There's no stopping the fish seeker. This, this thing is determined. It's as if it can't wait to get to deeper waters, and that's exactly what you want. It can't wait to get to deeper waters. It wants to round up all the fish in the ocean. I hope the family's in the mood for whale, because everything in the sea is coming in with the fish seeker. You do have to be careful, though. Always know where your fish seeker is. Use binoculars if necessary. <laughs> So we've got an out-of-control kamikaze fish torpedo that's just roaming the ocean. And that was... And after all that, let's go to some ads. <laughs> Time to talk all things arts and entertainment. It's our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM. It's Mel Tresina. Yeah. So good to see you, Mel. 
What's been happening this week? OK, the block finale took place on Sunday night with the houses finally going to auction and after 51 episodes, Omar and Oz really captured my reaction to the show ending. We made it! Bro, we made it! We made it to the finish line. 12 weeks of that, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the big news from the finale is that two of the houses failed to sell and one team went home with just $20,000. Many are labelling the finale a complete disaster and I think Scott Cam sums it up best. Someone at Channel 9 is going to lose their job. <laughs> I think that of someone at 10 every time I see an episode of The Cheap Seats. <laughs> <laughs> person hired you, mate, so... <laughs> <laughs> to the real love boat, which, unlike the block, is still on air, unfortunately. And these... Better check that. <laughs> um... <laughs> these potential lovers were given the chance to sample some obscure Mediterranean delicacies. Should we eat? Yeah. Yeah? What? I don't know. You're going to have to explain what this is. <laughs> what is this? What do you mean, what's that? It's capsicum. <laughs> Stuff women keep spraying in your eyes. <laughs> We're laughing about the real love boat, all right? But remember, boats can be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Stay safe. Important message. Okay, Love Island Australia continues on nine now. Let's play Mario Kart. What do you reckon? Okay. <laughs> I'm getting low-key flashbacks of my childhood trauma not being invited to play, so I appreciate it. At least you got... Childhood. You're a little bit older than the Switch, mate. <laughs> if, if, if this was the old Atari, then maybe. If you think that living in a villa in Spain with sexy singles comes without problems, then you'd be wrong. Oh my god, look how sweaty my ass is. Ew. That is chat as it's moist. I don't want everyone to be looking at my sweaty ass. Ow, oh, that was really dumb. Now, Islander Callum, he was born in Wales, a country the islanders have clearly never heard of. I might even take a trip to Welsh one day. Is that really Welsh? <laughs> Oh, wait. Welsh is in Wales. No? <laughs> wow. No. She's actually from New South Welsh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I love Callum. He has one word that he uses to describe the opposite sex. I've, I've seen a few girls that are, like, look mega on, like, nights out and stuff like that. And then, like... And then you like, take them, yeah. like, home and that. Oh, not even take them home, but, like, you know, you go to, like, a beach or something like that, and then, like, oh, you know, that mega. Um, so I could do this, like, looks mega when she's dolled up, but, like, mega just cruising around as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. I have no idea what he I means. I just want a mega shark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've caught some with the fish seeker. Let's... Let's, let's get them. So, what does Callum think of Claudia? You dress well. I think you dress the best out of everyone. All no of way, Yeah, no. you do. Why? You oh do. My God, you my do. sister would be pissing herself oh, half really? the clothes of hers. Oh, really? <laughs> Is your sister Meg on a she or what? <laughs> Claudia's mega pissed. Yes. A new dating show started last night on Nine called My Mum, Your Dad. It follows single parents as they enter a retreat in the hopes of finding a connection. It's based on a Tasmanian show called My Mum, My Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All while 
while their adult children watch on. Even more traumatising are the facts the kids learn about their parents thanks to the world's most mortifying quiz game. This parent often fakes it to get it over and done with. <laughs> Kayla! Dries' mum. Oh, really? You think it's mature? <laughs> Kayla's actually correct. <laughs> I knew everything about Mum, and <laughs> clearly she has some secrets about her that I'm yet to discover. <laughs> oh my God! He's like, I thought they were real. <laughs> <laughs> to Doghouse Australia now. <laughs> Moving on. And a rescue dog, Oreo, caught Amrita's eye. And what I love about the show are the touching moments like this. <laughs> now, who, who had him out of Taronga? Seriously, back here. To streaming now with Binge's Jersey Shore spin-off, Buckhead Shore, a reality show that features the on-again, off-again romance between Katie and Parker. I literally don't understand anything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a love story sure to warm your heart. The only time Parker was, like, really loyal and serious to me was when we got in a really bad car accident and he broke his femur. He physically could not cheat on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for all you ladies at home, if you want your man to stay faithful. Although the triage nurse is now pregnant, so... <laughs> when, it, when there's a will, there's a way. So. Now, as your cultural correspondent, yes. I'm busy attending movie premieres, opening nights of theatre shows, so this weekend I went and enjoyed some live music. You may remember the 90s heartthrobs 5. Here's a snippet. Yeah, there was, there was only three of them. Oh, my God. Three, three of the five. I'll be requesting a discount. Oh, my God. And, and when you say 90s heartthrobs, I assume you mean the 1890s? <laughs> <laughs> they thought the switch was witchcraft. <laughs> Obviously, you're a big fan of, of five. Mm -hmm. Your, your, your favourite five song? Baby When the Lights Go Out. Yeah. That's so good. What about you, Tim? <laughs> I love... Uh, baby, when we turn the lights back on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have an early night. <laughs> Spotlights. Really blind everybody so that no-one can see. I want to introduce you to my new favourite show, Channel 7's Dogs Behaving Very Badly, which means it's time for... <laughs> Welcome to Paul. Pacific update. Yes. That's right. Pacific update. And in this episode, we met a dog that has a rather unique personality trait. He has a disgusting habit. He eats his own poo. This French bulldog is so ashamed of his dirty disposition that he eats his poo in private. He mistook it for a capsicum in his defence. Yeah. Uh, and we've, we've all been there. <laughs> And we've met a dog that loves to be close to its owner, but maybe a little too much. At seven months old, this monster pup has a lot to learn about social boundaries. Oh, what are you doing? To be honest, I think the cameraman has a lot to learn yeah. about social boundaries. 
That is so weird, though, to see an English person in the bath. That is so weird. <laughs> and that's my week in arts and entertainment. So would you please thank Mel Tresina! <laughs> week in the world of sport to bring us up to speed. Who else but our sporting guru, Mr Titus O'Reilly. So good to see you, Titus. Uh, and I agree, it's a big, I was going to say it's a big week of sport and then I saw the first thing we talked about is the T20 tournament. It started back in 1870 and it, it goes on. When Meltrosina was just 30. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it has been going on for some time. Yeah, who says cricket's not exciting? Jace. Bring in the whiteboard. Yes. Okay, New Zealand, England and Australia all on five points. They can only two can go through. Net, net run rate, 2.233 for New Zealand, 0.547 for England. Minus, that's important, minus 0.304 for Australia. <laughs> now, I could have shown a highlight from the T20 tournament, but that is the highlight. Yes. That is the... And uh, so Australia aren't in it anymore. They got knocked out, so we, we don't have to pretend to care about it anymore. Um, uh, New Zealand still in it? We are. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> now, a friend of the show, Archie Thompson, bought some of the glamour of the racing carnival into our homes. But how sharp are those shoes? Who dressed you this morning? It has to be Dad. Look how sharp he is. Mum? <laughs> he wasn't saying who was dressing him, he was crying out for help. <laughs> it's a bit of a hostage situation. <laughs> New show coming to nine, My Mum, Your Psychiatrist. <laughs> coming soon. Uh, um, and the fans were wild when they got their chance to meet Archie. Do you know who I am? No. <laughs> They're his kids. <laughs> And he dressed them. We <laughs> should know. Now, with the FIFA World Cup fast approaching, Graham Arnold met with 16-year-old football prodigy and Socceroos World Cup hopeful Garang Kual and had some uplifting advice. Again, you've achieved zero. Hmm? You've achieved zero, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's like listening to my dad. <laughs> Oh, Dad, I just wanted you to like me. Uh, anyway, uh, Stan Warinka had some words for Holger Rune after losing to him at the Paris Masters. The three-time Grand Slam champion was not in a congratulatory mood when the pair met at the net. Great advice. That's also like listening to my dad, except he wouldn't have come to my game. Um... <laughs> There's a theme here. Yeah. Should you be lying down? Uh, well, the world's strongest man is on and has delivered some classic commentary. Yeah. <laughs> Quite. This is keg tossing. A very strong start from Brian Shaw. He's whipping those back. This is like throwing a well-fed bulldog over your neighbour's house. Why you want to do that, I don't know. But look, onto the heaviest one now. Throwing a well-fed bulldog over your neighbour's house. That was the more efficient version of a doghouse. He just made it relatable because that's something we've all done. Yeah. You instantly knew what it was like. Now, here's a move. NASCAR driver Ross Chastain, he didn't even break for the last turn. On This is the final lap. He needed to get up in the placing, so he just put his foot on the throttle. He changed up to fifth gear, which they don't even use on this track, took his hands off the wheel and just let the wall turn him. <laughs> but Phoenix, take a look at what he did. I've never oh. seen anything like that before in my life. 
So Mandy went from uh, 10th to 6th, got him into the championships. He was going 112 kilometres per hour faster than any other car because he didn't have to brake. <laughs> and here's what it looks like on board. Oh. Oh. So driving at speed, nothing yeah. hands, crashing into everything. I know, it's like watching Paulini leave the Channel 10 car. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly different. Apparently, apparently he got that idea. He used to play a NASCAR video game, and that's what he did once in like 2005. Yeah. And what? 17 years later, thought I'll give that a go for real. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I highly recommend try giving a try things you've done in computer games. Yeah. <laughs> I played. A, I played a lot of Grand Theft Auto as a kid. I highly recommend it. This is like hard for you with Pong. Um, <laughs> Do, do you chase around yellow ghosts like this? Is that what you do? <laughs> now, uh, some things in life are just a fluke, like me being on this show. Uh, and this goal in the fourth uh, division of Belgium football. He kicks it out to clear it. Now, my favourite thing in the world is politicians trying to have a go at sport, you know, yes. for a media sort of thing. It's a rich genre, and who can forget these moments? It's Boris Johnson taking out a child, Bob Hawke taking oh. a bouncer. Not great. Uh, this is the New South Wales friend, Donald Perisay. This is George Bush. Oh. Skyno killing a kid, and... The Citizen Kane of the genre, John Howard. Yeah, John Howard. Amazing stuff. Now, let's add... <laughs> Have you got the Harold Holt swimming clip? Or... <laughs> it was a Chinese submarine that got him anyway. We all know that. It was a Chinese fish seeker. <laughs> uh, now, to add to that wonderful genre, here's the Mayor of Madrid kicking a rugby ball. On that note, <laughs> we'll be back right after the break. Would you please thank Tony Sandler? Welcome back to the cheap seat. Time for our special guest. I love this man, Dane Simpson. Dane Simpson. Dane Simpson. Would you please welcome to the desk, Dane Simpson! So good to see you, Dane. Thank you so much for coming on. And yeah. thank you for flying in from Wagga Wagga. Yeah, yeah, the absolute uh, mecca of the world. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the Hollywood of Australia. You're a Wagga Wagga man through and through. Yep. What's the stand-up comedy scene like in Wagga? Uh, it is huge. Uh, wow. There's me. Yep. <laughs> Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've heard of Big Fish, Small Pond. He's the only fish because the fish seeker has gone yes. through. <laughs> <laughs> Take out. We run the Riverina Comedy Club there every month, um, so we get headliners to come along to uh, Wagga. I didn't have access to comedy and stuff when I was a kid, so I want to bring that to Wagga, which is pretty cool. So it's, it's awesome to have people, hopefully like yourselves, coming to Wagga Wagga and doing headline spots. I was going to say thank you for bringing comedy to the cheap seats. Yeah. <laughs> Our audience ha hasn't had access to it for a long, <laughs> a long time. Well, you're quite big in Wagga Wagga because we saw this on your Instagram. You've got a mural. I've got a mural? Oh. Yeah. yeah uh, it's a bit... I, 
It Stop looks like... Stop acting embarrassed. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like, it is amazing, but that looks like I'm dead, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we miss him, you know? Like, there's candles out the front. What was that for? So the, the Wagga City Council were putting together a, a festival and they wanted to brighten up some of the darker alleys. Um, so they painted two <laughs> Aboriginal people. <laughs> Um, and, yeah, the, the other person there um, is Jada Wyman. Um, she used to be the, the goalkeeper for the Matildas. Oh, wow. Which is pretty cool. Um, a natural pairing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, the, the state government needed to fund it, so, <laughs> so they've got a sporting hero and me. Were you, were, you, were you happy with the likeness? Oh, it'll do until the bronze statue turns up. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dame, we know you as an amazing stand-up, and you and Mel actually have a bit of history. Yep. <laughs> There's a mural we can go to. <laughs> no, you recently gigged together at the Grapes of Mirth yeah. Comedy Festival in the Barossa Valley. We've got a shot of you two there. I'm glad, I'm glad you cleared up that controversial statement, because it sounded like we had... Like, I just got married. Yeah. <laughs> and what a beautiful ceremony. No. <laughs> So you were there working, you were there gigging. What's it like working with Melanie Bracewell? <laughs> because, because you're welcome to the support group. <laughs> um, yeah, no, amazing. One of the one of the best comedians in the world, if not the. Jeez, okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Maybe, maybe too. You, you guys should get a room. Wow. <laughs> and what are your compliments for Tim? Um, oh, you know, like stick at it. <laughs> If I was a great comedian, I'd come back with something pretty funny about that. But it's late evening and I really need some fish. So. But it's great that you guys can get out and get out touring because obviously during COVID there were periods where you guys couldn't tour, comedians yep. couldn't tour, so you had to come up with new ways to work during COVID. Yep. But, Dan Simpson, I reckon you found the best way to work during COVID. If you've got white car on your bingo sheets, you can mark off white car. What we can also mark off is snack monster. This car just over here has gone in and eaten a snack only. They didn't. They didn't buy any fuel. Uh, they didn't buy any any ice. All they bought was a snack. So if you've got snack monster, you can mark that off your bingo sheet. That is incredible. Yep. Can you explain what's going on there? Okay, so we we invented a game called Servo Bingo. And, <laughs> uh, basically, I'm I'm at a brewery down the bottom end of town, where my mural is, um, and and you can uh, we just watch the servo through the through the big window, and we we mark off. We came up with a thirty something different things that could happen at the servo, and if that we gave you nine on your bingo sheet, if you could mark them all off, I just bought you a couple of beers. That's oh, incredible. That's such a good idea. I, I reckon Channel Ten might buy the rights to servo bingo next year. <laughs> that is such a great. It's a great idea. Well, you don't just sit out the front of service stations, Dane. <laughs> You're also an incredible stand-up comedian, but you've also got another hidden talent. I was going to play some didgeridoo for you fellas. Did you just want to hear some didgeridoo? Yeah, nice. Uh, this one went through the wash. Okay. <laughs> it does happen. Amazing. How long have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing since I was about eight or nine years old. Uh, my dad came up to me and he didn't know me very well and he was just like, I reckon you should learn how to play the didgeridoo. And I went, no. Uh, but my mum came up and said, 
I reckon your brother could play the didgeridoo faster than you. And I'm like, give it here, I reckon. Yeah, right. Well, you are an expert on the didgeridoo. We've got a little clip of you playing. So that little didgeridoo, didgeridoo, is, is how it got its name. So uh, it's, a, its traditional name is Yidiki um, in, in our language, but um, when, like, invaders came, you people, and they were... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting at camps and stuff, and people were playing this instrument, and a lot of settlers tried to describe it, and they described it by saying the, uh, the, the droning sound that came out of it. So it was didgeridoo, didgeridoo, so that's how yeah, right. that came about. Uh, not all of it's going to be funny. <laughs> We needed that warning at the start of the show. <laughs> Your show Didgeridoozy is about to be released as a special on Paramount Plus. Yay! And yeah, it's my hour special coming out, guys. Like that's incredible what, for me. What can we expect in the special? Um, uh, a lot of the uh, uh, didgeridoo um, <laughs> uh, and a doozy of a show. <laughs> Just, I, I learned how to play the didgeridoo and I just felt like it's so, I don't know, fascinating. And I've travelled around the country. A lot of people who do play it, they've, they've got these important stories to tell and I, I just put a show together uh, and got it. And, and a lot of them, they're, they're, they're not funny, but they're, they're a bit silly and fun. And, yeah, I learned how to play off an elder um, just out of Wagga Wagga in a place called Narendra. Uh, and he, he taught me a lot about the didgeridoo and I just felt it really respectful to sort of, I don't know, pay that, pay that forward. Now, Dane, before we let you go, we set you a 24-hour challenge. Yep. Could you learn the Cheap Seats theme music to play us to the break? Yep, absolutely. I have nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it? <laughs> I'm, I'm the king of it. Guess we don't need to see it, then. That's, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to see Dane play us yeah. to the break on the didgeridoo? <laughs> We've got the didgeridoo on standby. Dane's stand-up special, Didgeridoozy, is one of eight Malthouse stand-up specials streaming on Paramount Plus from November 11. Ladies and gentlemen, Dane Simpson. Now, new research has found fewer people are making phone calls than ever before. A recent survey on phone habit shows two-thirds of Aussies prefer to communicate via text. Can we just play that again? <laughs> a recent Look at survey the text. on phone habit shows... <laughs> I'm from a law enforcement agency. What's your address? Go to the bank and get the money. That's how the cash cow gets that money. Really? Yeah. Really? Incredible. Yeah. Well, Mel, we've nearly got to get out of here, but before we do, time to grab out your diaries and... Yeah. Pencil it in. This is where we grab our diaries and look for some events to fill our week. Is that your diary? Well, it's, it's Grant Daniel's wall planner. Um, <laughs>
this is our diary and we need to fill it up with some events. Well, I've found something that's perfect for you, Tim. Sydney's first nudist cruise has enjoyed a spectacular day on the harbour, many wearing nothing more than sunscreen and a smile. <laughs> a nude cruise in Sydney. I'd rather head to Adelaide. Our balls have got a better <laughs> reputation. Look, I think Robert Avadia didn't even have a story. He just wanted to get involved. Good as this day or this harbour. In the search for a serious news angle to this story, this morning I spoke with a psychologist to ask about the benefits of public nudity, and they're not surprising. Empowerment, and it's also a good tonic for stress. It works too. I'm not even wearing a tie. Wow. <laughs> Robert's such a slut. <laughs> Join a bike ride for mental health. A ride for respect. Well, the great thing about cycling is, particularly for men, sometimes it's hard to talk about issues. So we're riding side by side, and I don't have to make eye contact with you. And we can have a conversation about our emotions and then point out a pothole. <laughs> it's just like the hole in your life. Yes. I bet he's got chafing and sweat rash. Yes. Yes. Where else can we go? You can head to Perth to catch their basketball team, the Perth Wildcats. Aren't they the team that haven't won a match? Well, they've had a rough start, but one man is sticking by them. Lockie Reed from 10 News Perth. Perth Wildcats have lost four straight NJ, but it all changes tonight. They take on the Jack Jumpers and they'll win by 10 points. Oh, OK. There you go. I'll hold you to that. Thanks very much, Lock. Perth Wildcats horror show continued <laughs> at ASC Arena last night with an eight-point loss. And that's it for last. We'll see you next week for our final show of the season. Right here in the Cheap Seats.